Greetings to you today. Welcome, Pastor Tim Carscat here, Christian Center Shreveport Daily Podcast. So glad you join us. We're talking about border battles, all the invasions of our borders. We're seeing it all around the land, all around the world. So now, what is our response? We're going to release justice today. So justice will always prevail. All right, let's push it. King, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. Well, welcome. It's Thursday. We're closing out our week before our Supernatural Friday podcast tomorrow. It is the 15th day of February, 2023. Don't forget our word we gave about Adar. Let's believe for that 100% increase this month. Cry out for it. Begin to believe for that. I really believe the Lord gave us a clear word for that. You have to listen to that uh, when we gave that uh, a week ago or so. Okay, we're pressing in. I want to close this out today. The border battles, ancient boundaries. The Lord is scoffing at those that move these boundaries and think they can get away with it. So today I want to grow in our revelation as intercessors. After we repent and we cry out, we ask the Lord to restore those ancient boundaries. When we do, you understand this? When we start getting into deep intercession about this, then the Lord becomes a partner with us because it's his passion, according to the word of God, it's his passion to hold to those boundaries. They're his boundaries, not ours. They're his. So when there's a violation, it's a violation of him. And that's the word that tells us in Revelation eleven fifteen: the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of our Lord and our Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. Now think about a kingdom, a nation, a people that are not adhering to his boundaries. He clearly says they will become the kingdom of our Lord. So guess what? They are fighting not against us. Yes, they take away our rights. Yes, they make our lives more miserable. But the fact is they're fighting against God. And he says in Psalms 2, he who sits in heaven laughs, the Lord scoffs at them. Remember that as you intercede, as you fight for your family, as you fight for your own life, that God laughs at the enemy that has tried to throw away God, throw away his principles, throw away his ancient boundaries. Look, they can try, and they can have some level of success in the natural, but in the spirit, they're losing. And he is the king that has overcome, just like that song decrees, and we're going to decree it today. I, I feel like this is a prophetic unction to go after this, that we must push in. I remember during uh, 2020, remember we were losing all our rights and everything. Uh, I, we saw some of our states, uh, one state, Nevada, they allow casinos and other businesses to not have any of the restrictions uh, during the, the, the pandemic. But, but the church and everybody else had to. Uh, funny thing, one church there in Las Vegas uh, ended up just renting the casino building and having church there, which I thought was wise. That's wisdom. That's uh, cunning like a serpent. You're, you're wise. 
Gentle as a dove. Anyway, okay, Proverbs 20, 23, differing weights are an abomination to the Lord. So this is what I want to speak to. It says, differing weights are an abomination to the Lord, and a false scale is not good. Now, the Passion Translation puts it this way. The Lord hates double standards. That's hypocrisy at its worst. You know, we're seeing that in America right now. If you're watching the news, uh, former President Trump had taken some files when he left the White House, and now they're prosecuting him. President Biden did the same thing when he left as vice president. They're not prosecuting him. Double standard. The Lord hates double standards. That's hypocrisy at its worst. That's what the translation of passion says, okay? So guess what? When we agree with heaven that, it, that he, one, he hates, it's an abomination to him to have double standards. Instead of getting mad like I do and some of us do and screaming at the television, frustrated, talk to one another and how bad it is, why don't we get to that place? One, repent for our nation functioning that way. And you can go down the level, whatever level it is in your life, but then repent and get humble before the Lord and say, Lord, you hate it. You say a false scale is not good. We ask you to, Lord, act in justice on true hypocrisy. Now, you better check your own heart. Make sure you don't have a double standard because guess what? When you pray that, if you got that in your own life, that's why it's very important that you go through a self-evaluation when you get into justice prayers, but I, I'm not going to tell you to back off. Don't, don't be scared. Even if you get something revealed in your own life, it'll still be good because you'll learn, wow, I didn't know I was operating that as well. It can still be a positive thing. This gives us authority to know the Lord is on our side when we see these double standards. This, uh, we, we, we've seen so many things where uh, this goes on in our nation. Though, let's go back to Germany again one more time. By appearing to make peace with the church in Germany, the Nazis used their passive participation in the political arena to start passing legislation to set up the rise of the Nazi party. Please take note here. Hitler clearly understood for him to come into power, he had to deal with the church first. They were the ones holding the nation to the ancient boundaries. What if you're the only one in your own house that's holding the ancient boundaries? The enemy wants to take you out because why? You're holding to those values. We, we can all relate to that, can't we? But I want you to catch this. A, an antichrist spirit knows that it has to deal with the church first because the church has the ultimate authority. I was listening to an interview of an ex-Satanist and, um, she was sharing about how when she was in Satanism, how she'd want to attack Christians. And she said the one thing that made her so mad was when Christians prayed protection over their homes and over their lives. She said it was like a dome that she could not get through and push through. She said it used to make her very angry when she'd do that, that Christians would do that. That's why we pray protection. That's why we plead the blood. That's why we do those things. We decree, decree that right now, even over this podcast. We put, a, we put an ancient boundary of protection that the Lord gives us. We hide under the shelter of, of, of his wings and the, the power of the Almighty. We do that, okay? So do that for your own life as well. So we have the right to stand up for these ancient boundaries. When the intolerants start moving forward, they will want the church to come into line and agree with their movements. The promise peace to them, but ultimately 
it will just be an extension of the movement. That's what they'll say. We'll leave you alone. You can have your meetings. You can do whatever you want to do. But in fact, you lose your rights. And what they'll do is allow you to have your little meeting by yourself, but you never bring that into the marketplace. You never bring, bring that into public space at all. Hitler would later try to obliterate the church and remove all vestige of Christianity in the nation. There was not enough room in the churches for a cross and the swastika. And as he said, one God must dominate another. That's, what his, that's a quote from Adolf Hitler. Because the church was so weak and so disengaged in the culture, he thought he could reach this, this goal very easily. Did you get that? Because the church was so weak and disengaged. He thought he could do this, and he did. But, everybody say but. But the remnant began to arise. The group Jesus describes in Revelation 2 and 3 when he says, to him who overcomes, I give, and he gives promises. And we saw that in that nation. I, I studied these guys. I love them. Key leaders, uh, Martin Niemöller, Diedrich Bonhoeffer, they began to rise up and lead opposition to this movement Please see how the silent, non-engaged church was central to darkness rising and the faithful remnant was key to it falling. I believe with all my heart the falling of him and that regime has to be attributed to the ecclesia. I, I know that in my own heart, but I think there's physical evidence of it as well. We know that uh, Reese Howe and the intercessors in England were a huge part of that. It's, it's, verified. There's journals talk about how they'd pray certain things and then failure of the war uh, that would happen in that place. So Hitler had gotten word that the church might be split. So he summoned leaders to his conference in January 25, 1934. Miller and the other leaders entered the conference, passed the SS guards and brought into Hitler, they were brought into Hitler's study. Hitler went in a tirade about how the church had misunderstood him and that peace is all he wanted. Peace between the church and the state. We'll say the church and the Antichrist spirit. He blamed the church for obstructing him and sabotaging his work to achieve his goal. Martin Immler, a leader, a minister, waited his time to speak, and when he given the, was given the opportunity, he explained that his only object was the welfare of the church and state and the German people. Hitler listened in silence and said, you confine yourself to the church. I'll take care of the German people. Subject to the uh, subject then changes onto other topics. As they were leaving the meeting, Niemöller realized the, this would be his last opportunity to speak his mind. Choosing his words very carefully, he said to Adolf Hitler, he says, you said, I will take care of the German people. But we too, as Christians and churchmen, have the responsibility toward the German people. That responsibility was entrusted to us by God, and neither you nor anyone in this world has the power to take it from us. Hitler turned away without a word. He was fuming. These are the, exactly what the disciples did in the political religious powers of Acts chapter 4. Pentecost released boldness, right? You know the story. They were going to talk about Jesus. You can't make us stop talking about it. That night, the Gestapo raided Miller's study for incriminating material. A few days later, a homemade bomb exploded in his hall. The police showed up to the crime scene without even being called. They knew it was coming. 
It was said that these threats were easier for Nehemiah to endure than some of the criticism he received from his own ministers. A majority of the pastors had adopted a safety-first approach. More than 2,000 pastors who at one time stood with Nehemiah and Bonhoeffer withdrew their support. They believed that appeasement was the best strategy. They felt if they remained silent, they could live with Hitler's intrusion into the church and church affairs and his political policies. That is ignorance at the highest level. Now, I'm not mocking them. I don't doubt that it would happen again today if we would go there. Do you understand why we're using the word awakening to awaken a silent church? Not to just engage in the political parties, but to restore the ancient boundaries in their life first. Then they will see the fruit of walking with the Lord, engage others to restore their lives, and in turn, society can turn back to Christ Jesus in those matters. Our prayer for a revival and a great awakening is not only so we can have a greater experience with the Lord, which I'm looking forward to, but so that we can restore these ancient boundaries, being true peace and having true peace in our homes, our regions, our nations. Our, that's my desire. That's my deepest desire is that we would have that. Is that your deepest desire as well? I pray it is. I pray that's your passion today as we are asking for justice. What are you willing to volunteer for this army? I'm asking this question uh, for this culture war. Be willing to do this. Be willing and obedient to, in, to be a partner with the Lord. You are not in this alone, and you just have to do your portion. Isaiah one nineteen. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Let's make that declaration. Do you know God loves feasts and celebrations more than he does fasting and weeping? Of the seven feasts, six of them are celebrations and feasts, and only one is for fasting and weeping. Psalms 23.5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Okay, so this is where we're going to leave it today. I want this to be our passion right now. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Let's eat the good of the land, both for our nations, for our cities, for our lives, for our ministries, everywhere. We're going to decree justice in the earth. We understand this, that he hates, it's an abomination. He hates unjust scales. He hates hypocrisy where there's two standards of justice, one for them and then one for everybody else. Therefore. When you're praying in this vein, you understand you're absolutely in agreement with the Father. You're not asking for something that's out of his nature. You're asking for his nature to come forth in the earth, and that is our portion right now. So as we talk about border battles, the natural battles on the borders that are manifesting is to reveal that ancient boundaries have been moved that open the door for those things to happen. Had we held to the ancient boundaries, those invasions in our borders would not be happening. Father, I pray right now that we get back to that first fruit standard, that first thing you told us to do as a person and as a nation. Lord, we decree justice today into the lands and into our cities, into our families, into our own lives, God. We thank you that you are justice yourself. We ask you to manifest right now on our border battle in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you. Every day for listening to our daily podcast here from Christian Center of Shreveport. We pray you 
are blessed today and thank you for finding the application which is on. Don't forget to share this with your friends. We want to make sure this message and these prophetic updates help everybody to stay where they're supposed to be, know the hour they're in and what to do. Thanks for sowing. Many of you sow into our ministry. You can do that at our website, ChristianCentersReport.com or you can also go to our app. Thank you so much. May God bless you and have a great day. I know she has a different style, but I do feel like Cindy was hearing from the Lord. I love the Council of Prophets, getting many people to be a part of that. I pray this encourages you. We have prayer to pray that goes with everything we've said this week about our power of intercession. So let's pray, press into these words. Let's avoid a world war. Let's see Christ reign in every area. Lord, I bless everybody listening today. May they have a great weekend. Come back again next week. We love you guys. Shabbat Shalom.